And in the stress list this morning, City of Bend Mayor Melanie Keebler. Melanie, good morning. Good morning. Very nice to see you. You took a trip to D.C. between the last time I saw you. Yes, I did. Um, just a, a weekend ago, went to D.C. for the National League of Cities Congressional Conference and heard from some amazing speakers, inc- including First Lady Jill Biden, who spoke to the group, and then also had a chance to meet with our congressional representatives, so Senator uh, Wyden, Senator Merkley, Rep. Uh, Chavez de Remer, and had a chance to speak with him about city priorities. Beneficial trip? Yes, I think it was great to um, see our reps, of course, but also to meet up with other cities from across the country and talk about our shared issues. All right. City Council meeting last night, uh, some big things on the agenda last night. Let's talk first about the Ben PD's report, uh, Mike. Uh, Krantz's chief of police report to the Yeah, survey. chief brought us um, the results of the survey that they do on a regular basis. And we've also um, made that public press release and everything went out yesterday. If people want to look at the details, he gives sort of the high level summary, um, the, the trust in, um, you know, just people feeling positive about our police department has increased a, a little bit from the last survey, which is good. Um, there's still some disparities in certain groups of people that maybe have feelings less trust or less confidence in the police, people who've been a victim of crime. So obviously have had something happen where they feel like maybe the, the system didn't work for them. Um, and also people of color having just less trust or feeling less um, confident in our police department. Not that any of the numbers were low. They're all still pretty high. But obviously we want to pay attention to that and make sure that we're reaching out to everyone in the community and building those trust relationships with our police department. All right. We'll talk to him further. He's going to be in next week. We'll be able to visit with him. Um, the wildflower development. Tell me about that. Give me the overview of of what that project is. So on our agenda last night was the wildflower master plan. Actually, what, what, what it was, was there was a master plan originally approved in 2015 that was now being amended so that a new developer could come in and um, execute on a concept they have for housing there. And that is the area off of 15th to the east of 15th. When you get to where we're, we can't really go by it right now because we're building that roundabout at Wilson and 15th, but it's a big undeveloped area, um, a place that we could do infill in town. And it's really, it's sat undeveloped for many, many years. And it's it's got some rock piles. It's got some slopes. It's a, it's a difficult parcel to develop. So it's exciting to see someone come in with a plan for over 500 units of housing, um, townhomes, cottages, apartments, and then also um, some commercial on the corner that they are planning there. The big conversation was the original master plan had a large area of commercial that the new developer is, is shrinking down a bit, just saying it's not really viable to build a large commercial area there and they'd like to build housing on that land instead. So that was really the conversation I think that the community um, was having with us and that we were talking about as a council and ultimately we moved forward with it and I'm excited to see some of that housing start to come online in the next couple of years. What's the public's reaction been so far? Well, we had um, we had the steps where it went to the planning commission and then it came to the city council. I think at the planning commission, they heard a bit more from people really concerned about that commercial part of the development. But at our meeting last night, the majority of the comments were people in support and just saying, we really need housing and we especially need this type of housing in Bend. Um, it's going to be rental. It's going to be, as I said, all these kind of smaller homes. And so people wanted us to move forward and instead of delaying it. And that's what we did. Okay. Any, any idea of how long it'll be before uh, shovel hits dirt? Hopefully within a year, they're, they're breaking ground on the first part of the, the housing development. All right, that's the Wildflower Projects, east side of Bend, uh, where I, I always think of it as that T intersection, but right. it's going to have a roundabout in there now. Yes, uh, hopefully that Wilson 15th roundabout should be done by the end of next month. Okay. Um, with the uh, uh, meeting last night as well, uh, that's... Oh, I wanted to talk about the uh, Shevlin Park Skyline West... Skyler Place 
We had a couple right of ways on the agenda yeah, last night. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm <laughs> well, looking at these notes going, no, what, what is, what is what all is going this? on here? So, yeah. so we have, there's a process that's required in the law when there is something on the map, basically, or in a deed that says this is where a road or something was supposed to go. But oftentimes that can be very old. It's not going to be really a road anymore. So the, the one, the first one on our agenda last night was basically an old wagon trail road that had since been a development had actually come in over that. And we were just basically cleaning up the map and saying, look, that's not really a road. It's houses now. Um, then there was another one on our agenda too, which is an alley that was supposed to go through a middle of the block on Arizona and Bond. Um, again, from an older map and a different time where Bend was being planned. And they want to develop that whole block into a big building with access and don't want to have to have an alley splitting it in half. So that's the other right-of-way um, thing we had last night. Okay. Also, uh, you still have openings on several different advisory boards that you're looking for, for folks to uh, jump in on. Yeah, we have our committees. They're everything from environment, um, human rights, inequity, um, commission, our Neighborhood Leadership Association, and we've got Landmarks, you know, Planning Commission. So we have a lot of different advisory committees to council, and we need people to volunteer their time to help us out with those. And we're having a lot of openings coming up um, that we'll be appointing in June. So we're starting recruitment now for anyone who's interested. There is a small stipend available that we put in place, um, I think, last year for committee members so that you get a little bit of compensation for your time. Um, but anyone who's interested can head to our website and go to the committee's page and you'll see all the openings there. Okay. There was another uh, point last night. First reading of an ordinance for 4.8 acres of land in the mixed employment district. Make that residential medium. That was part of the wildflower. That's the wildflower. Yes, where they okay. were changing some of that commercial from um, its mixed employment commercial to residential medium. And that's to allow them to build more housing. Well, now that you've been on the job for a while, is it everything you dreamed it would be? <laughs> what, you know, have your expectations been met? Um, yeah, no, I think I, I'm really enjoying it. I enjoy getting out in the community and, and going to events, um, but also working with staff, helping to set our agenda, helping to work with other counselors. Um, to work through some of the items that have come before us already um, and hearing from the public. I think it's been it's been great. And it was really great to go out to D.C. and kind of be the representative for the city out there as well. There was comment last night uh, from some of the visitors regarding the camping code. Uh, tell us where the camping code is at. Is that set and done? And what were the comments you received? Yeah, we're continuing to just to receive comments, people concerned about how the camping code will be enforced and what that means on the ground for people who are living outside. Um, we had kind of both sides of that comment. Some people were saying, oh, we think it's too harsh, and someone saying it's not doing enough. So there's a lot of different perspectives on that. But it is in effect, and we have our code enforcement um, team responding and helping to try to enforce that. Not just moving people, that's not really the, the goal of the camping code, it's you can, can't camp here. If you are camping here, then you have to have um, certain, you know, things about you can't spread your trash everywhere, right? Like we want to help keep it, um, some of those public safety and health um, requirements met. Um, but the the goal is always to help people comply, not just come in and enforce and, and tell people to move or tell them that they can't do some certain things. And uh, how is it going so far? Um, I think, I mean, we're, we're just continuing to hear some feedback from people occasionally. Um, I think our staff are just trying as hard as they can. They have limited resources, so they're not patrolling every street every day looking around. They're really just trying to respond to some of the more um, critical places and try to work with people as much as they can to say, hey, not just to say, here's the camping code enforcement, but hey, here are resources or here are ways maybe we can get you into a better situation. And residents who are concerned about 
somebody camping down the street from them, parking their RV there for days, what should they do? Yeah, we have a service request form on our website, which is the best place to start because that basically goes out to everyone who needs to see it. And it can also trigger, if it's appropriate, you know, sometimes having someone from Reach Out Central Oregon respond and talk to somebody about their RV or their camping situation, not just our code enforcement. Um, I think on our agenda last night, too, we just approved our contract to renew with Reach Out Central Oregon, which is one of those service providers. So we want to continue to provide that kind of resource as well as the the code enforcement aspect. So if if a resident is concerned, best not to call the police, get on the city website. Right. Yeah. I call. Um, if you're calling, if you if you feel like there's criminal behavior or anything you feel unsafe, please do call the police. But if it's simply that there's somebody there and you're not sure if they should be there using the service request form or, you know, if you feel like you need to calling the non-emergency line, I will say to circle back to Chief Kranz's presentation last night, a lot of the pressure our department feels is, you know, they want to be responding to one of the, some of the top priorities they heard was, you know, violent crime, property crimes, burglaries, they don't want to be responding to, there's an RV parked on my street, what do I do? They d- it doesn't feel like the right use of police resources. So we're trying to figure out the ways to make the right resource match the right call. All right. A lot of activity, a lot going on, City of Bend. What's coming up in the next 30 days before I see you again? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, we continue to have pretty packed agendas. There's going to be... Um, more things coming up. I can't remember off the top of my head our next agenda, but um, I think we, we're moving into budget season as well. So in May, there'll be several meetings about our budget to firm that up and to talk about um, what we're going to be budgeting for the next two years. So that's an important thing for people to pay attention to as well. All right. City of Bend Mayor, Melanie Keebler, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.